All right, everybody, welcome to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. My name is Freddie. I am the insignificant, significant one, the anti-DJ, if you will, the good... The good influence with the bad intentions. No, the bad influence with the good intentions. Yeah, that's what I usually call myself. It's all good stuff. Listen, I need to take care of my mind because we have a crazy day going on today. And I have my boys with me when that crazy day is going on. What the hell's going on here? Oh, there oh, we go. There we go. All right, boys, we have a big day, to hear, day today here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. Or we got some big data here. How's Big that? data here. That sounds good too. Let me get assembled and start all over. I'm making fun of my inventions. <laughs> That's funny. All right, let me start over. Welcome to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. I'm Freddie. In the corner, we have Dirty Derek. What's going on today, Derek? We have a lot of good stuff going on. Oh, today's a crazy good day. We have a lot happening today. This on is, and on and on and on and on. Yeah, this is one we've been looking forward to for quite some time. We actually get to talk to a living legend amongst the craft beer industry. Mr. Jim Cook's going to be calling us from Sam Adams. That's And nice. we're going to really get into you know the history that's inextricably tied, basically, with the history of craft beer as we're talking to Jim about everything that's been going on with Sam Adams and just the growth that they've been going through. And there's a reason for it. They're phenomenal. And it's it's someone that we actually here in the studio really owe something to because without all of this, we wouldn't have this show. Because if there wasn't someone laying that groundwork getting craft beer Elvis. going... Elvis. Elvis. <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> we wouldn't have this show. The show wouldn't exist. I mean, it would be... Us sitting in a room, drinking, talking, and uh, people probably just telling us to shut up, and uh, that's about it. I mean, not that people don't do that anyway, but uh, <laughs> it would be. But we have microphones in front of us. Damn it! it happens every day of my life. What do you mean? He is going to be schooling some ass today on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. I have a feeling. Oh, absolutely. And I am going to tell him the Amstel Light story as well. Oh, probably. Don't do that. Yes, I it's am. Well, let me no, get this out of the way, too, a little housekeeping. We have our, our giveaway, too, from Sam Adams going on. If anybody wants to jump on this still, it's been kind of going again. Uh, hop on the Instagram. We're doing it through the Instagram again this week. We're going to switch it up every week to different social media. So if you want to hop over to our Instagram, it's at Beer Geeks Radio. You'll see the photo of it, and you just follow the instructions. You get a phenomenal giveaway. Also included that All About Beer magazine subscription. So you're getting a ton of stuff. So hop over to our Instagram. You can jump on that one. And uh, get that. We're gonna, and our winner from last week's going to be getting his wonderful yeah. package sent off to him. Yeah, so definitely. We're good. It's good stuff. I'm very psyched. Want to go around the round table here, there? Derek? Yeah, sure. Why not? We got a full house again. We're keeping them quiet here. They're sitting in the corner and they're all usually loudmouthed and saying mm -hmm. all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Billy Boy from Backyard Ale What's House. Up? How, How you, you doing, Billy Boy? Living the dream. Awesome. Good to have you back with us. Last week, we had to put a mannequin in your seat. <laughs> Um, just so we can keep the flow going. I bet he wasn't as good looking as I No, definitely not. We got our good friend Sean as well. How you doing, buddy? I am fantastic. You are definitely fantastic. I dig that big time. And we're all going to have so much fun. What are we drinking first here, Derek? Well, we, we've kind of gone into, you know, we, we did it as the air, you know, as we're going on to air, we cracked open some, some Boston lagers, which are just absolutely Phenomenal beers. This is the, the the beer that the brewery was really tied to. It started the whole thing with Sam Adams was the Boston Lager. And it's great because it's still a really great go-to beer. Like, you go out somewhere, you know what you're getting. A really smooth, enjoyable lager, 4.9%. It's very sessionable. That is a you know, great beer. 
that gets people into craft beer. Like that's the great thing with Boston Lager is that's what started everything it's with like the brewery. It's like marijuana. It's like a gateway yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah. It's a you gateway just, beer. That's awesome. <laughs> that's They should change their marketing. <laughs> Boston Lager, it's like marijuana. <laughs> I'm sure Freddy, the sales, I'm, I'm, I'm appealing to your the, sense, oh, sensibility. Oh, okay. Let's, the roof. <laughs> Welcome back, Backyard Billy. <laughs> Let's run that by Jim when he calls him. How yeah, I might just have oh. to roll down Backyard Alehouse and buy you brunch hey. today. Hey. Damn, that's great. But, uh, no, we, that's what we had. We had some of that uh, before we start really getting into everything we have with this lineup. But, you know, it's a great one to start out. Whenever you're talking Sam Adams, it's a great go-to to just have some Boston Lager really showcases what this brewery started on, and there's a reason that it grew from this beer, that it's something that no matter how crazy the ingredients of a beer gets and things that we've had on the show, you can still go back to a really solid, sessionable beer that has a good amount of flavor, light ABV, everything you can really want. It's one of the best lagers you're going to have. And you know, that's a you, you brought up a really good point because there's a lot of there's a lot of hate going out on there. If anyone's on uh, any of the uh, beer feeds on Facebook or Instagram or anything, there's a lot of hate going on for Boston Lager and some of the more sessionable craft beers that are out there because they don't have, they're not made with the tears of children. They're not made with some kind of crazy hop that's, you know, grown on the moon and then brought down or it hasn't been sent to space. It's it's more, more, it's a more, more, more culture. Right. Like Billy, how many times does someone come to the bar and say to you, so what do you have that's new? What, what do you have that's hard to get? Oh, that's $22? How about five? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. It uh, happens a lot. Yeah, and it's nice they to always know name the beers you don't have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so, do you have this? No. Ooh. Oh. Well, they have, have it in, this? Well, they have it in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's nice that Sam Adams has a, a good portfolio of solidly sessionable beers. Yeah. It's very hard to find something from Sam Adams that's actually bad. And they have the big beers, too. Yeah. Yeah, so we're we're cracking into some of the big big ones the, too today. The biggest to the baddest. Now we just poured some of the uh, the double buck from Sam Adams. So this is nine and a half. Is this nine or nine and a half? It says it right there in the. I got nine I and a half. Nine and a half. Okay, so this is a nine and a half double buck. Really solid. I mean, the one thing that Sam Adams can definitely pride themselves on is they know how to brew phenomenal German-style beers. So anything, when you're getting these box or lagers or anything, you're getting a textbook example at style. And this is one I think all of us in this room, Ed might be the only exception that love this style of beer. Ed, Ed, do you love a double box? Raisins, dark fruits. Yeah. Yeah, it's, pull that over there, buddy. Pull it over like you own it. It's all right. It's tasty. <laughs> good talk, Ed. Good talk. Right. No, you know what? Actually, this is a good beer. I, I, I have had it. And I've actually used it to like uh, like cook pork roasts. It's, it's good. For oh, bike. we got a brooding chef oh, over right. in the corner. Oh, here. It's good to know. Look out, Gene Philbin. Oh. I'm <laughs> on my way. Yeah. Hey, man, he might be looking for some apprentice type, <laughs> and you can adapt to anything. You've done it a yeah. million times. No, be, this goes great with pork roast, pork chops. Wow, cool. No, this is this is their winter one to me. It comes out really any kind of the hearty winter foods that this is phenomenal with, and it's it's just a phenomenal. It's like a malt bomb. Yeah, there there. This is definitely one if you are a crazy hop head and don't eat anything without hops, you will probably not like this one. But uh, I am not that, and I, I absolutely <laughs> love this one. It's really sweet. There's caramel. There's red fruits. It, there's some toffee notes. It's really smooth, and it actually is kind of one of those ones that's a little sticky on the lips too after you after you get done with it. I was waiting for someone to insert no, something. We're good. No right. way, dude. So now we're all right away. Sticky lips. I took the high road but, on that one. But uh, this is just like an absolute phenomenal, phenomenal take on this style. It has a lot of really rich characteristics. It's you know, there's a reason this comes out in the winter. I mean, this is a beer that's perfect for winter, and it's got that warming quality, warming characteristic to it. And that nine and a half percent really helps in that warming no, characteristic. And it's a late winter beer too. Yeah. I mean, traditionally, boxer late winter, early spring beers. This is one of the last beers that are brewed. 
um, before the breweries would shut down. And, and the nice part is that this is a good play on a traditional style. It's a double Bach. Um, so it's a stronger style of the Bach. Um, no, we're going to be talking about Sam Adams today, but if anyone's looking for something fantastic to do in the springtime, head down to Sly Fox for the goat races when they <laughs> release their box. It's a, it's definitely a, it's a sight to behold. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of people sitting around drinking, watching goats. It's phenomenal. We should train a goat. Derek, we should train up a goat. Next year, yeah. we should train a goat should train for the races sponsor. next year. Yeah, let's do it. What? Can we get, can we get <laughs> backyard to sponsor us there, Billy? Uh, <laughs> we're going to goat race. We're going to goat race. Yeah, they, they do as long goal. as as long as like we could shave the logo like into the side of the goat. I don't know how Peter would feel about that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, just I'm, I'm, saying, I'm not saying burn. I'm saying just shave. I'm well. I'm saying how humane is this? Why can't we just send a person that looks like a goat? So we have a better chance of winning. You guys don't think these things through. <laughs> we're going to get Goat Boy with a Jim Brewer. We're going to get Jim Brewer to go down there. Have you ever seen a goat run? I don't think any of us could run that fast. How do you know until you try? <laughs> you don't know until you try. If you oh. want to quit before you even start, I don't know what to tell you, Sean. Wow, we've 11 minutes in and we derail. This is phenomenal. <laughs> well, you it's guys are double box. talking about feeding craft beer to goats and stuff like that. Is that what we were talking about? No, it was a goat, there's a goat race they do down at Sly Fox every year. That's what I heard him yeah. say. I know that. Yeah. I'm only kidding so around. It's, it's a good time. But I'm 100% serious as far as uh, talking about Training a human to run like a goat. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> just in general. Just in general. Just in Not general. even for the race. <laughs> just for the heck of it. And then we can shave Backyard Ale House into the human that's like a goat. Sure. Just like, uh, so you know, when I go very to the beach, I, I, yeah. I shave abs into the hair Listen, in my stomach. <laughs> you give me... <laughs> you give me... Listen, if you give me... Give me one night on the town and I'll find a human that looks like a goat. <laughs> I'll go to some uh, of the back streets in Westside. I'll find you a human that looks like I'm a goat. Sure you, I'm sure that could be a Definitely. And just keep in mind, everyone, this all started because we're talking about Bach beers. Yeah. yeah. All right, this go This is ahead. how this show works. <laughs> there we go. All right, go back. This is, this is just improv at its best. Oh, but, yeah, anyway, back to the beer. This is... This is definitely one, um, you know, the the double Bach, you know, this is a definitely beefed up version of that. The Bach beers, if you're familiar with them, you know, like the Celebrator or things like that from Anger, um, they're malty. Like, that's what they're known for. They're very malty beers. So, like we said, it's definitely not something, if you are a phenomenal, over-the-top, I need to have IPAs, that's all I drink, but... but you you don't even try these because it's it's just gonna really put you off, especially something this beef up and malty. I think my personal thing, I think you should because you should stop being like that right now and just experience all beers. But if that's all your only thing, like you're gonna probably have a problem with this right away. And if you do, and if you are one of those people, stay away from the beer rating sites and stop being a jerk. If that's not something you like, that's not something you like. It's not the beer's fault. It's your fault. And <laughs> Just leave it well, alone. You know, we, talk, we were talking a little bit about Boston Lager. We started off with that and how it's a good gateway beer into the into the thing. And box, um, some wheats, they're, they're really good. If, you don't, if you're going out with craft beer people, um, and I get this all the time, well, Sean, why do you pick me out of beer? What do you normally drink? Uh, I drink... Mass marketed uh, macro beer. We're not going to pick on anyone right now. Um, okay, well, that's going to be difficult <laughs> because you know it's a lot of the beers out there have a lot of flavor, but, but the box, some of the wheats, they're really good gateway beers because the hot profile is very low and they're very approachable. They tend to be a little bit more of a beer that people can say, "Hey, wow, this is good," and you say, "Hey, it's nine and a half percent." They're like, 
Well, then I'll have another. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that's the other thing with this. When when uh, some people hear the ABV, like you think, because there are some beers, as soon as you get around 9%, some of them start to have an alcohol heat. This yeah, has nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing of that whatsoever. So there, there is no heat. And that's when you really see the skills of a brewer come in. Not that I mean, I'm not going to knock anybody because there are some that it just it, it's almost impossible to get it out. But, uh, you know, the real skills of a brewer come in when you have a beer that gets into the like we've had some on here that were in the double digits with no heat whatsoever. That takes a lot of skill and a lot of precision of the brewing to get that down packed. The, the thing that I, I like about this is that it's, it's brewed with lager yeast. Yeah. yeah, you know, which is you get like ale type flavors, a lot of sweetness, a lot of dark fruits, but it's 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 made with lager yeast, so it's a total different uh, you know total different process for brewing. So, all right, guys, that's cool. We have a lot of beer to drink here. We have a cool giveaway, and we have a very special guest that's going to be calling in shortly. It's all here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on Sports Hub One Hundred Two Point Three NBC Sports Radio. Hi, I'm George Foreman. Do you have an idea for a new product or invention? People ask me all the time, George, how do I get my idea in front of companies? How do I get a patent? What do I do next? Do you have the same questions? I'll tell you like I'll tell them all. Call my friends at InventHelp. Call InventHelp today for free information. InventHelp can submit your invention to companies who are interested in receiving new ideas. Call InventHelp today. Call 1-800-351-1453. That's 1-800-351-1453. We are World Vision, and we believe in children. We believe in God's calling to help them flourish and achieve a full life. We believe every child deserves clean water, nutritious food, and basic health care. We believe in educating girls and women about immunizations, and the healthy timing and spacing of pregnancies. Saving the lives of newborns and new moms. Helping more children live a full life beyond age five. We are World Vision and we believe in children. If you believe, visit worldvision.org slash believe. With a Sam's Club membership, you get incredible savings every time you shop. For a limited time, Sam's Club members get a savings book with more than $3,000 in extra savings. Get prepped for a party with popular game time favorites that will please any size crowd, like Tyson Buffalo Wings, Pepsi, Hefty Supreme Paper Plates, and DiGiorno's Pizza. Go to samsclub.com to check out the full selection of instant savings offers. Join and save. Sam's Club. Life is better when you're in the club. See club for details. The Store More, Save More event is going on now at the Home Depot with stored solutions of every size for every budget. Like the HDX Heavy Duty Shelving Unit, a special buy at only $49.97. You save $25. It'll hold just about whatever you want to keep neat, tidy, and organized and never break a sweat. Let's do this. The Store More, Save More event going on now. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. U.S. only while supplies last. When it comes to protecting your baby, you can never do enough. You bundle them up and strap them in. That's why most parents choose immunization. Nothing protects babies better from 14 serious childhood diseases. So keep up with the... And get the recommended immunizations for your baby by age two. For more reasons to vaccinate, go to cdc.gov vaccines or call 800-CDC-INFO. 
a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And we're back here. Yep. Beer Geeks Radio Hour, Sports Hub 102. You hear that pounding on the counter? They're passing around the bottle to take their very small sip of the next beer. So that's how we roll here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. Sports Hub 102.3, NBC Sports Radio. And guys, I got to tell you, I'm very psyched because I'm doing something Wednesday night that I have not done in a long time. You want to take a guess what it is? Uh, you have me on the, the edge of my seat. Shower. Right? Getting tattooed, <laughs> baby. Shower. Uh-oh. That. Getting tattooed. Triple six. Get my left arm all fixed up. A little addition to it. Mr. Bruce Fairchild, triple six tattoo. Stop by. I'm going to be hanging out. Could see me in the chair. And ladies, I might even have my shirt off while he's tattooing me. So if you want to check gonna, that out. Are you going to shave abs into your stomach then? Oh, uh, I'm going <laughs> to shave abs. No, I'm not. <laughs> I work out all the time. I'm a monster. Yeah. Bowflex, baby. Bowflex. <laughs> Bowflex. That's how we roll in the Fabry household. But yeah, I'm going to be a triple six Nordic tattoos. track. <laughs> That's pretty groovy, too, back in the 80s. <laughs> but triple six tattoos, Main Street in Wilkesbury, right off the square. Stop in and check out some cool stuff. Maybe you want to get a, a tattoo or a body piercing yourself, a gift card for somebody. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Make that happen big time. And stop by and see me Wednesday night, Main Street, triple six tattoos if you're not doing anything. And even if you are, cancel it and come see me anyways. All right, we got another beer poured. Everybody's looking happy. I think they're looking happy. I can't tell. Uh, what's going on now, Derek? Well, now we have cracked open a bottle of this is the 13th hour. Now, this is something like Sam Adams has been doing with their, their barrel room. They have a lot of really great things going on in the barrel room. And uh, this is a Belgian-style stout. This has a lot of real subtle complexities of, like, cocoa, some vanilla, some really dark fruits. It's a, it's a really nice take on this and with some backing notes. It's just a really smooth. This is another one. This is 9% alcohol, but still really, really easy drinking, really smooth, really enjoyable. And it's great because when they, when they do these bottles, like you, they'll, they'll stand out to you. These are cork and caged ones and fairly large bottles. Uh, what are they, 750 mil? Is that what these bottles uh, are? Sure. I can't see yeah, what the... I Billy, think so. Billy's reading. Everyone's reading the bottle because everyone's... Yeah, uh, 750. Enjoy, yeah, yeah 750. 750. So, I mean, these are these will stand out to you a little bit. And they each have unique labelings. They have a really nice selection of, of ones on this. But this is a really smooth, enjoyable, and a really good transition from the double block into this one. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those... It's an unassuming beer when you pour it. You know, it's... Yeah. Uh, you, you look at it, it doesn't look like a stout. You know? Um, it, do, it, it reminds me, I would say, more of a... Of a Belgian strong ale with the coloring of it, but you know they're they're barrel aged, and and that's part of the the interesting part of when you get into barrel barrel aging beers. It does change the liquid, you know. It does it does change what's happening and how that how that beer is perceived and what it what it does. Um, so it, it's a it's a tough one for me. It's not a bad beer, but I don't know I don't know if I'd call it a stout. No, I, I think body wise, if you, if you were to blindfold someone and say you know, guess what style this is? It doesn't have that that mouth feel of a stout. It, it's it it kind of has more of like a Belgian dark strong kind yeah. of, of yeah. feel, feel yeah. to it. But I mean, I think that's from the complexities and from I, the I Belgian. Think, I think it's like a hybrid thing. I think yeah. they're saying it's it's kind of both. So and I think it's aged on it, it's aged on oak. So it's yeah. it's got you know 
It's got some uh, some characteristics that you would get from from oak funkiness. Oak funkiness. Is well, that, you know, I heard well, that. you know, I love that. You know, they're gonna, you know, anytime the woods can impart some. No, some, yeah, yes, yeah. Oh, George Clinton's always down there playing as their brass. Lactobacillus or some other. But I think you know, I think that that brings up a good flavor profile of this yeah. beer. You know, it's it's barrel aged. It's not whiskey barrel aged. And and we have this tendency of as soon yeah, as someone yeah. says, oh, I have a barrel aged. Oh, it's going to taste like whiskey. No, no, not no. all barrel aged things are in an old whiskey barrel. Yeah. This it's is, actually better when they don't. You know, for a personal thing, I like when they don't because that's when you start to really take on some of that alcohol heat. When you have something that's in a you know a bourbon or whatever kind of whatever you're going to age it's it taking in on that heat it's taking on that heat of that sometimes and it, it can be kind of too much and really overwhelm the beer and those are beers that are good to sit and let age for a little bit because that'll drop out it's really nice when you can get a fresh one that has subtle characteristics of the barrel whatever it was put into without overwhelming the beer and it doesn't take on that heat because that's when like a lot of the, the barrel aged beers that you're going to see that's when you get into the double digits and the reason they're doing that is to get it into the double digits because that's what they want it to do. They want the beer to take on the alcohol that was in the barrel. They want to soak it up and beef up the ABV. That's one of the points of doing it. And then, then sometimes they'll actually take it and put it in several different barrels, as we'll see when we get into the, the Utopias. And that's the intention is to continue to, to build that up and beef up the ABV is putting it in different barrels. But I like it when you can take it and get those subtle characteristics without having to age it for a long period of time. That's like my fare with this. And that's what's, it's nice with this. Like, yeah, if you blindfolded me and said, here's a stout, I, I would not believe you because it doesn't have that characteristic as far as the mouthfeel and everything. The aromas and all these things within it, it, ta- it's, it smells and seems like a hybrid style type of it. But I mean, by no means is it, is it bad at all. It's, it's really enjoyable and there's a lot of complexity. What, what I think you're it. getting is like, you know, there's slight, because of the wood, there's some slight sour, mm-hmm. sour characteristics to it, like either lacto or Yeah, or and you get some of the, the, the red fruit too, which is yeah. really nice. I, I really think, you know, this is, I think this is a great example of how uh, sometimes we get hung up on names, yeah. you know, and we don't appreciate the beer for the liquid that it is, yeah. you know, and I mean, if you, this is a solid, this is a good solid beer, you know, if you had knew nothing else about it and said, hey, I like craft beer. Well, here, try this, you know. Wow, this is a really good beer. What is it? And then you might talk about it a little bit later, but, you know, uh, like Derek was saying, hey, stay off the social media and, st- <laughs> and stop bashing the beers because like, well, I'm going to give this a, a, a one mm-hmm. out of five stars because it says stout and I don't think it's a good stout. So, uh, no, it's good, solid beer, you know, and, yeah, you and don't appreciate have to for what judge, it is. Unless you're doing a BJCP event, you don't have to judge everything based on what style they're saying it is. Because really, like we've talked on here before, whatever they slap on the label, that's what the brewery just says. You know, they, they'll, they'll slap on the label, a brown IPA. What well, doesn't exist? So what are you going to do? Sit there, like you kind of have to sit there and go through stuff and experience the beer as it is and say, is it good or is it not good? Not sit there. It's, if you're doing one of those social media things or, or on any of those rating websites, you're not a BJCP judge. You're sitting there to, to say, is this a good beer or is this not a good beer? That should be the intent of it. I am. <laughs> oh, it was that to just slap down on the table. <laughs> oh. So, oh. But, but that's the whole point of it. Is it's just, Those sites are meant for people to experience the beer. Like that's what, what are you getting out of it, and is it good or is it bad? And that's it. Like you're not, it shouldn't be beyond that. It should just be experience the beer in and of itself. Is it good? Is it bad? What are you getting out of it? What do you think? End of story. And this is one 
if you're going to slap a label on it, yeah, I would kind of say it tends more towards a Belgian dark strong. Is it really good? Yeah, it has really nice characteristics of like a little bit of cocoa, a little bit of vanilla from like the, the barrel. It has some really nice Belgian yeast. It's really the nice red fruit characteristics. There's a lot of complexities within this. Derek, Freddy's grinning ear Derek to ear. just heard Sean go like this. <laughs> okay. And then we heard Derek go like this. <laughs> I waited three minutes on that last round. You went to, to hit you that with was that. good. That was good. All right, good. <laughs> it was worth the wait. Okay, good. Come here. Back to you guys. <laughs> Back to your regular schedule program. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this is another. I mean, it's great. Like that's what I like when you see a brewery as it grows. What they do is instead of just continuing down the same path they were in get into things like barrel aging and open up a barrel room because when you have the room for that and you you have the financial wherewithal to be able to expand out and start getting into experimenting with beers that's what makes a great craft brewer well you know and, and the and the interesting thing is anyone can put beer into a barrel let it sit and then mm-hmm. serve it you know having consistent solid beer and, and they think that's one of the things that um sam adams is often overlooked for everyone goes oh you know they're so big now they're barely even craft um they're one of my favorite breweries um, and I really think that it's one of those things that having this and produces and the volume that it is consistently really shows the deft hand of the brewers. That sounds good to me, man. And we're going to get to more drinking uh, of the Sam Adams beer in a minute. We're going to pay some bills on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. HL Power Sports across from Grotto Pizza, Harvey's Lake, is a one-stop shop for all your ATV, UTV, and snowmobile service needs. From oil changes and tune-ups to moose and worn plow setups, HL Power Sports can make it more economical to own and operate your ATV, UTV, and snowmobile. And they're an authorized part Unlimited and Western Power Sports dealer. Open Tuesday through Friday, 9 to 6, Saturdays, 9 to 4. HL Power Sports across from Grotto Pizza, Harvey's Lake. Call 570-639-1000 or visit hlpowersports.com. The Johnson family had a savings account until their furnace died. The Martins had a vacation fund before their water heater quit. The Baileys have no money and their refrigerator just broke. The truth is, it can only take one home appliance repair to bust your piggy bank. But with a home warranty from American Home Shield, you get to keep more of your hard-earned money because they pay your covered repairs for you. For valuable free information, call 1-800-936-9436. Why pour money into repairs when American Home Shield will pay covered repairs for you? Your heating, plumbing, oven, refrigerator, air conditioner, and more. Service requests are subject to a service fee for each trade call. Some exclusions and limitations apply. The choice is yours. Pay for expensive home system and appliance repairs or let American Home Shield pay covered repairs for you. If you're sick of spending your hard-earned money on repairs, call for valuable free information, including terms, rates, and coverage. 1-800-936-9436. That's 1-800-936-9436. Think carrying 10 or 20 pounds of extra weight isn't much? We went to a park, handed 10 and 20 pounds sandbags to people age 45 to 60 and asked if we could follow them around. 10 pounds makes a big difference. Oh, I definitely felt it in my knees. A few extra pounds each year can cause joint pain and lead to serious chronic diseases like diabetes and heart disease. Wouldn't you like to drop that weight and stop picking up more? Visit hhs.gov slash one pound at a time to find out how. Obesity happens one pound at a time. So does preventing it. Brought to you by HHS and NIH. Oh, man, what a good morning. What a good morning it is here for the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. We're incredibly psyched. Boys and I are incredibly psyched. And right now at this moment in time, Derek, we get to introduce him on the air because he is definitely with us waking up this morning. 
And I believe Boston, Massachusetts, I, I, Chusets, oh, I could be wrong. Right. You are totally right, man. Oh, awesome. Thank God. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Cook. Derek, you want to take over here? Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time to give us a call this morning. We no, it's a pleasure having my first beer with you guys. Do you mind if I open it? No, oh, please do. Please do. That's that's what I wanted to hear, Mr. That's my Cook. My favorite sound, Mr. Cook from Sam Adams Brewery. Thank you very much for joining us here on the Beer Geeks today, Jim. We, we really appreciate everything, and you know, I want I don't want to sound like I'm buttering your bread too much, but uh, you know, as we got everything going, we were talking at the top of the hour. If it wasn't for you and the groundwork you laid with everything at Sam Adams. Our show wouldn't exist. The the bounty of craft beer that we now get to experience in America wouldn't exist. So I want to take the time on on behalf of everyone here in the studio to say thank you for thank everything you. you've done. Well, you know, we're all making the world a better place, one beer at a time. <laughs> or oh. or six, depending on how early you start your morning. Well, or in Pennsylvania, you know, 24. That's a better number. <laughs> Well, we've been enjoying a few of these already. Now, the first one we cracked open, we had some Boston Lager. And I think that's a good jumping off point because that is a beer that's inextricably linked to the history of Sam Adams. So I guess as we're going through this, um, tying in the recipe of, of how you started everything with Boston Lager to starting Sam Adams, like how were those two linked and, and what was it like starting Sam Adams the time you started it? Well, you know, I started, uh, gee, uh, 31 years ago, so it was in 1984, and it was kind of a beer wasteland in the United States. You know, you didn't really have any choices other than, you know, the mass-produced domestic beers, and then, you know, you could get some imports, but they were typically stale, often skunky from the green and clear bottles, and, you know, the basic situation was you could not get a glass of great fresh beer in the United States. And that was what I set out to change. And, you know, it's, it's uh, led to a revolution. So what was that, the main push to, like, why start Sam Adams when you did? Yeah, it was the reason that I thought uh, that there might be some drinkers out there because <laughs> my family came from the brewing business. My father was a brewmaster. My grandfather was a brewmaster. My great-grandfather... And, you know, what happened to them uh, was the American beer industry consolidated into, you know, bigger and bigger companies until you get to where we are today, where 90% of the beer made in the United States is made by two big, you know, global foreign-owned conglomerates. Uh, and then you've got all the other craft brewers. And what I think nobody really saw as possible was to start a brewery. I mean, in 1984, starting a brewery was a very weird thing. Breweries were closing all over the country, but breweries were not opening. And, and the possibility I saw was to make something different than, you know, the big mass domestic brewers were doing. It was like as if there were a world where the only food you could get was from McDonald's and Wendy's and Taco Bell. And I thought, gee, what if I open a gourmet restaurant? Maybe people will come. And come they did. Well, let me ask you this. As a former Boston native who misses it every day, why choose Boston for the, the launching off point of this? Oh, that was easy. I lived here. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why move? Yeah. Uh, it's a great place. And, you know, I figured... This was a place that could appreciate good beer, and 
you know, I, I mean, I just wasn't going to move, and it, it seemed like a, <laughs> uh, a great place to start, and it, it turned out to be that. Now, Jim, I, uh, um, I have the fortunate opportunity uh, to actually talk with you twice a year. We, uh, I run the Waldorf Beer Club here down in Scranton. You're so kind, and Sam Adams is so kind to um, be a part of our clam bake. And, um, you know, every year we do it, we've, we've successfully been able to not repeat any of your beers ever at one of our clam bakes. And kind of the question I have for you is, do you find it harder now with how much distribution you guys have to bring fresher stuff into the... Um, into the brewery, into the whole, the setup. I mean, I know that you guys, you know, you do an awesome thing with the um, long shot competition stuff, but do you guys, is is it harder to move as as it was when you guys were smaller, or do you think that you have more availability to kind of get, you know, some really quality beers out there um, that most people probably wouldn't try if they didn't know the brand? Oh, it's much, much easier. Um, you know, when I first started, uh, I was brewing in my kitchen, and then as I started to, you know, get bigger into uh, a brewery here in Boston, but today, you know, we've got our original brewery here in Boston, we've got a brewery uh, in Brightingsville, not that far from you guys, probably 100 miles south, mm-hmm. uh, we've got one in Cincinnati, and then uh, we also have a nano brewery in Boston, so we can make, you know, a dozen different beers, unique styles in a week, so... Uh, this is like the ultimate brewer's playground. Uh, and as a result, during a normal year, we make 60 different varieties of beer um, from, you know, on one end, something like uh, Utopius that weighs in at, at uh, 60 proof to, uh, you know, a new uh, IPA, uh, a session IPA called Rebel Rider. So uh, it's not only easier to make new beers because we have all these breweries and and, and people trust the tra- Sam Adams name, uh, so they'll try it. But we also, because we have, you know, our, we sell more beer than we used to, the beer is fresher. You know, it just turns faster. So uh, oftentimes, uh, Sam Adams, because of uh, its greater turn, will be the freshest beer in a local beer market, be it, you know, Pennsylvania or Boston or New Mexico, it'll be the freshest craft beer on the shelf. Yeah. Jim, I, I think you're more schooled to answer this question than anybody. I just think with, with the way the market is now, the, the influx of a lot of craft beer, to you, what would you define in today's market as being craft beer? Well, the Brewers Association has... Uh, you know, maintained a definition for many years. And, and we all have to, I think, accept that with any definition, there's going to always be kind of a gray area around the edge. And, you know, like we all know the difference between night and day because they're as different as night and day. <laughs> but, you know, there's a time when day is turning to night and the sun is setting. We could disagree. You know, is it day yet and still or is it night yet? <laughs> But I, I think uh, the Brewers Association has been pretty clear. Uh, the, uh, a craft brewer is small, independent, and traditional. It's under six million barrels. It's not owned by you know some uh, big brewing company, uh, sort of you know under the radar, trying to uh, keep their presence unknown. And uh, it's a brewery that uses 
ingredients to enhance the flavor rather than, you know, take flavor out of it. Perfect. That's why I wanted to speak to you because you, you, you have the, the knowledge to be able to speak at this. Now, we just poured a bottle. We just poured some uh, Tetravis. So I guess let's use this as uh, if you want to get into talking about Tetravis specifically a little bit and then getting into, like, the barrel room that you have going on now at Sam Adams. Yes. Um, and Tetravis is a fun beer. It's one of our newest beers. Uh, actually won uh, the gold medal at the Great American Beer Festival this year for the best Belgian quad made in America. And that was uh, the beer festival this year was kind of fun for us because uh, we were one of, I think, four breweries that uh, got double gold medals. And our gold medal uh, was not just for Tetravis, which is our newest beer, but uh, Sam Adams Double Bach, which is uh, one of our oldest beers. I think uh, only Boston Lager is older than that. So it kind of spanned almost 30 years of, of our brewing. What I like about Tetravis, and what I think is really uh, special about it, is um, it because it's you know here in the U.S. and we do uh, have greater turnover over beer. You're tasting a fresh quad mm-hmm. when you get uh, a Sam Adams Tetravis, and it'll be quite different than the typical Belgian quad that you know you would pick up uh, at a beer distributor in a bar, which generally have a bit more age on them. So it gives you a nice comparison of a very fresh Belgian quad with one that's been in the bottle for a while. Uh, and, and you'll just get brighter, fresher, more sort of red fruit notes yeah. in the Sam Adams Tetravis. You know, I really think that, you know, the, the freshness part is is definitely highlighted here in, in the beers. You know, I think the there's a tendency in the craft beer world, the drinkers, a lot of them, um, to save and store beers. And a lot of them don't need to be stored, number one. Or number two, um, they people miss what, what a what a fresh quad should taste like or, or fresh anything because they're like, oh, well, you know, I, I got this and I want to hold on to it forever. Yeah, just because you can age it doesn't mean you should. Exactly. And, and I, you know, we were just commenting as you were talking that this is, I mean, I've had a lot of quads in my day, and this is possibly one of the one of the best quads that I've I've had in a long time. And I'd actually just post on like three social media things like, "This is awesome. Buy this tomorrow because ah. I'm going to drink it all." <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, those are very kind words. You, you've had a lot of good beer, uh, and I do have to totally agree with you guys about aging beer. And you know, it, I will preface it by saying. It's personal preference. Yeah. You know, you might like an aged beer. My personal preference is uh, almost no beer improves with age. Some decline less, but almost none of them, in my you know, humble opinion, uh, very, very, very few of them will actually improve. They'll change. They'll oxidize. They'll pick up uh, some maltier notes. Sometimes you'll even get some sherry notes from them, but it's a rare beer that improves with age. The only one that, you know, that I think uh, that we make that has improved was uh, Sam Adams Triple Bach, but it it took 10 years yeah. uh, for some of the off flavors to drop out of it. <laughs> Most beers in my house don't last 10 days. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have a happy home. <laughs> 
Well, getting into that, like we, we are now, we have, we poured as you were calling to, to get it prepped and ready because this is one I really want to talk to you about. We have some utopias with us. So this is one I really would like to talk to you about, like the inspiration behind it, the ideas behind it, because this is just unto itself, this beer. Uh, I w- don't usually say that something is, is completely unique, but uh, I think you're right. Uh, Sam Adams Utopias, there is, literally is just nothing in the beer world like it. it it's been a labor of love uh, for us for 22 years now. It began back in 1992 when I started experimenting with pushing the alcohol level uh, of beer up beyond what had ever been seen before. Back then, the strongest beers in the world were around 14%, and we got up to about 18% on Triple Bach. And we've just slowly evolved uh, over 20-some years uh, to get higher and higher alcohol levels, more alcohol-tolerant yeasts, until we got to Utopias, which sort of stands in the flavor space between like a vintage board and a fine sherry and an old cognac. And that's a space mm-hmm. beer's never been before. Yeah, it's great too because it's one of those beers that you can actually kind of swirl around and it has wonderful legs on the glass too. Oh it's, yeah. It, it's like a, something you could watch too and love. You know, yeah. And it, the aroma is just amazing. Oh yeah. And the, uh, when you get it in your mouth it's, it's almost explosive. You know, just yeah. like a a teaspoon of Utopias explodes and just fills your head with all these wonderful aromas. You know, we were talking about barrel-aging beers and, um, you know, the the popularity of that. And it was interesting because I was out in Michigan for the National Homebrewers Conference, and I had I ran into Michael Fairbrother, who owns the uh, Moonlight Meadery, and he has a fantastic mead called Utopia. And it is actually aged. It's mead aged in old Utopia barrels. So, you know, it's not just the the whiskey distillers out there that are selling their their barrels to be reused by the beer industry. He's actually reusing Utopia barrels um, to age his mead in. And I will tell you that um, the Utopia definitely helped the mead more than the mead helped the Utopia. Uh, <laughs> Michael makes a very nice liquid. Oh, excellent well, liquid. You know, I know Michael pretty well. Um, he's a great mead maker. We were very proud, you know, to uh, give him some Utopias barrels, knowing he'd do good things with them. Yeah, I mean, this this is a beer. It's it's kind of one of those things. You take a sip, and there's so much going on. It's it's hard to describe, but uh, it can all be summed up with by saying it's phenomenal. And uh, you know, it's something that's great for a winter's night too. We absolutely love it. And and Jim, you know, I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to give us a call. And go through all this with us. I mean, it's 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 an honor, and we're humbled to talk Cheers. to you. Oh, no, Cheers. Oh, no. Thank you. I mean, the bars are closed. Uh, <laughs> where else can I have a beer with good people? Excellent. Mr. Cook, thank you very much once again. Um, can't wait to find out how the second and third beer of the day goes through. <laughs> I'll keep working on it. All right. Me. And we'll be looking out for you again, Mr. Cheers. Cook, in the near Cheers. future. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. You as well. Bye-bye. From the Boston Brewing Company. Great job wrangling up that interview. Dirty Derek, that was outstanding. And I have to kick back, take a deep breath, and listen to some Yngwie Malmsteen. Joe Lynn Turner, Yngwie Malmsteen. Heaven tonight here. Uh, Yeah, I almost said Freddy's Closet on the Sports (laughs) Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. You're listening to the Beer Geeks.
Guys, I wouldn't be lying if I said we're all pretty buzzed up and high from that interview we just had. <laughs> I'm going to have to call a cab. It's all, it's all <laughs> from the interview. It's yeah. all from the interview. Yeah, I know Eddie was just saying, too, and he listens. He was a fan before he started rummaging around our dumpster. That's right. Probably <laughs> one, of the best, one of the best interviews you heard on the show, huh? Absolutely. It was unbelievable, man. I enjoyed it. You guys no, did a great job. You no, guys did a great knowledge. job. You know, it, it was interesting because we were, you know, we talked a lot about on today's show about how Sam Ams has been a springboard and it's and it's really kind of launched a lot of different things. And you know, there's, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, there's people today that that were not alive or were not around when you couldn't get craft beer and Sam Ams didn't exist. You know, they don't really. I don't know. So I don't want to say it's not an appreciation, but they don't see what Sam Adams brought to the table, and they say, "Oh, we know it's too big, it's macro and stuff." But if you look at something like Utopias that we had, Utopias revolutionized what brewing beer could do. You know, it came out with a twenty-seven percent alcohol beer, and I was like, "This is not going to happen." And it's an amazing beer, but that creating that was a springboard for some really crazy high alcohol beers. And right now, the the current one on the top list. Is sixty seven percent alcohol. It's it's made by a Scottish brewing company. It's called Snake Venom. Oh, oh yeah. It's also <laughs> and I, I think, heard it's undrinkable by many people. Yeah, it's, it's you know I have not had it personally, so I can't really uh, comment on it. But I mean that's 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 higher than some liquors. You know. Yeah, I heard about that. They say sixty percent of the time, a hundred percent of the time, you're totally wasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's one of those things. You know. You know, there's a lot of people out there who might say, oh, you know, Sam Adams, you know, I like small, I like this, that, the other thing. But really, without Sam Adams, you wouldn't have this springboard to create these other beers. And Utopius is another fine example of that. Yeah, and that's one, you know, people have said, you know, it's a little pricey, but you know what? It's worth it. It's not a beer that you're going to sit down. It's also, when we're saying beer, um, it's not a traditional, you're not popping open a cap on it. That's like a little screw thing. You're going to keep that in the liquor cabinet. That's one you're going to have sitting around. Yeah, it's for like a bit. cognac. Yeah. It, it's, it's like cognac. It's not carbonated. It's it's really, but it's one if 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 you find it and you can get it, absolutely get it. I know it's a little pricey, but it is absolutely worth it, and it will last you a good amount of time. It's not something you're going to sit down and pound. I mean, maybe, maybe it is, but you're not going to get the full well, that, effect. That's of, it. Why I mean, are we looking at It's me? a beer that you can open and cap it, yeah. and then go back to it. It's not like you have to open it and drink the whole thing yeah. in one shot. Yeah, it's, so. and it's phenomenal. I mean, it really is. Worth every penny for that it's, thing. You know, it's definitely one of those beers though that you want to you want to drink with friends. You yeah. know, I think the, we all had the same reaction. When we tasted. We're like, we you know we're all looking at each other like, are you t- are you tasting this too? <laughs> yeah. Like, you want to drink it yeah. and be like, wow, I'm very impressed with this beer. I really want to have it and talk to everybody about it. Yeah, and it's not a a price. You know, you'll see a lot of the you know the black market beer things that are going on. You'll see a lot of expensive beers. This is one that it's it's a hefty price because there are so many ingredients going into that, and there's so much time tying up the brewery, tying up a brewer, because you're transferring from barrel to barrel to barrel, doing all these things, and it's also put in a really beautiful bottle, so it's not in this, like, cheap, like, oh, well, we got it done here. It saves some money on the bottle. No, they put it in a beautiful bottle that's something that you're actually going to want to hold on to as, like, a, a prize piece, you know, hanging on your shelf there. It, it's Everything about it is phenomenal, and, uh, you know, I can say everything we've had today thus far... It's fantastic. And and if you, a lot of the people that, that have said anything about Sam Adams, that they're this or they're that, you know, I challenge any of them. If you blindfolded someone and said, try this, you would not poo-poo on any of it. It doesn't matter. A lot of people that get onto it is, I don't want to, you know, throw a demographic in, under the bus, but I will because I lived near them and I couldn't stand them. Hipsters are ruining a lot of stuff. <laughs> I lived near them for long enough in Massachusetts. Well, I wouldn't, you know, Derek, I'll challenge you. I wouldn't say hipsters. You know, I think what's, I think social media and the beer rating websites and even the, 
the this idea that everything we're going to have is new and exciting and unique, I think that's what's it's playing a part into the beer industry, you know, because I, I you know, I'll, I'll Billy probably hears it more than any of us because, you know, being down to backyard. But, you know, people walk in be like, oh, you have 12 taps. So I've already had all these beers. What do you have coming up next? Well, I have all this beer in my basement. This is what I have until something kicks. Well, I've had that once. Well, why don't you have it again? Well, I've already had it once. I checked it into Untapped, so I can't ever drink that beer again. I need something new. Okay, let's blame Untapped then, because I was. Yeah, let's blame. You know, <laughs> because people want their badges. No, uh, but that's poor Ed. Poor Ed is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I'm on Untapped too. Know. But you know, part of it is part of this. You know, part of it's the the need to look and see what's new and and exciting, and and they don't care if it's good or bad. But they've never had it before, so it's got to be the best thing in the world. And I think there's a a slow lack of appreciation of a good quality oh, beer. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and I bring that up, like I said, when I went to Michigan, it was it was hilarious. I brought a case of Yingling, right? And for everyone in Pennsylvania, Yingling is like water. You know, everyone's like, oh, Yingling. I brought a case of, of Yingling out. I had a six-pack, and someone asked me if two Pliny the Elders was an okay trade if I felt like I was getting shorted for Yingling. Oh and I was God. like, I was like, no, trust me. You can just have the six-pack. I'll just take a sip of Pliny. Because for us, it's like, but they don't have it on the West Coast. Like, And everyone's like, wow, Yingling, that's like a fantastic beer. And we underappreciate here because we have so much yeah. access to it, you know? And, and I think that's... We've cracked the grass open is one. always oh, the grass oh, is always we've greener. cracked open another one. We have, we have we're running you out of time. You mean I got to chug? Gonna, I got to chug the, the Tetravis here. Th- this is yeah, yeah. Do that. Chug the this Tetravis. Is, this is the uh, we've cracked open the final one. This is the American Creek from the Barrel Aging Room. Now you know we've talked about it before. Creek means cherry, so you're gonna get some cherry notes out of this one. But this is another one. It's barrel aged room, so you're gonna get some of those barrel aging notes in this and everything. And it's it's. It's great to see like all these different styles that they're making a, a take at, you know, with all these things. And it's seven percent, Ed. Is that what the bottle says? Since you're, you're taking the photo 7%. for seven percent, seven percent. So we're actually ending on a light note, which is a rarity. Usually we end at the point where we're like, all right, we're gonna fall over and hit our heads. <laughs> it shows you have but a drinking problem. Seven percent's a light note. <laughs> but th- this is <laughs> this is a really this is a really nice like take on this. I mean, it's it's, it's got those cherry notes in it. The barrel character is really subtle. It's not overwhelming at all. Is that's what's great? All I them. think the mash actually has cherries in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, but they're they're nice. They're, they're like a sweet note to it. It's not overwhelming. This is a, this is a beer that you could try if you're not. You know, there's a lot of people that say, "Well, I, I don't like beer." Or whatever. This is one you could. This is a style that's good for people that are fans of wine because of those characteristics are are, are similar to that. They're not going to be exactly the same, but those fruity notes are a little similar to that. That it would be a good transition one. I'm getting stared at. I'm just happy. I'm sorry. But no, this is another really great one. And it's great. Like, I love when you get a really good barrel-aged beer of any style that the barrel age doesn't take over the beer. That it's a, it adds a layer of complexity to the beer without being in the forefront. That's when I think it diminishes from the beer. Unless it's what you want. Like, you know, some brewers are going for that. Like, well, we want a bourbon-styled beer. Okay, great. Then that's what you're getting. I, I like it when it adds a subtle characteristic to it because that doesn't add any heat to it. Because to me, that's a little off-putting when you get that that heat coming through too much. Because then it's not as like an enjoyable beer to be able to sit down and and, and sip on. You know, I I I like this beer because um, I really like the complexities of it. But more importantly, I think it's a great. We were talking about gateway beers. This is a really good gateway beer um, because it's. It's got a lot of fruit going on to it. It's a very complex beer, but it's not a. It's 
drinking it, you wouldn't think it's seven percent. You wouldn't no. think you know what I mean it's it's a very drinkable. No, this almost drinks like four percent. Yeah, yeah, very much. Does. Not heavy in the body, no no alcohol, he none of those things. It it drinks like a four percent beer. But I mean if you if you uh, any of the any of the gentlemen out there, um if Ooh, you have a gentleman the gentleman <laughs> any if you have a beer drinking lady at home, you know <laughs> Valentine's Which Day I is do. <laughs> Which you do. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. Um, right. I will tell you that this is yeah. a fantastic paired beer with anything that's chocolate. Yeah. So, oh, you know, get nice your, little box of chocolates. You know, get your apron and on. Get in that kitchen. I know it's it's the place where the food comes out of. Slam um, and look out. <laughs> you know, get a box of Duncan Hines brownie mix. You know, make yourself up some brownies. You know, get some of that. Uh, We're going high class here. Spray can whipped cream. You know, show that you care. Whipped cream um, bikini. Two cherries. And, uh, two, yeah. cherries <laughs> two cherries. But um, but you know, make up some brownies. You know, and, and put the regular brownies, Freddie. Not. You know, your brownies. Oh, yeah. Um, I know. The ones with whole grain. Whole grains. Yep. No, no, yeah. I thought Freddie was gluten-free. The gluten-free brownies. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but, yeah, definitely get the... Cool. get. Get some, make some brownies up, and this is one of those beers that, like, hey, Valentine's Day, be like, hey, honey, look at I can. Chicken brown cow. And, a, and a great, <laughs> a great way to wrap all of this up with all these fantastic beers. And let me give a plug for next week. Next week we have Six Point Brewery from good old Hipster Central Brooklyn. Awesome. We're gonna cool. be talking oh, to the cool owner beans. Shane. Cool. We're gonna be talking with him about everything cool. going on at Six Point. Everyone's very familiar with their resin Definitely. and all those great beers. So mm. we're gonna continue this. We're gonna begin continuing this phenomenal, phenomenal showcases we've been getting on. You here got now. it, man. It's been great, and I'll tell you what, <clears throat> also be looking out for a couple ideas for the Valentine's Day uh, as far as Beer Geeks doing some giveaways for you. I got some things in the in the works I'll share with the rest of my boys in a little bit. Triple uh, Six Tattoo, stop down and see me Wednesday night. I'm in the chair. I'm getting my left arm done. I'd love to hang out with you. If you want to talk about craft beer, that's all good. I'm going to be fighting off the pain, but it's a sweet pain, and I'll be there with Bruce Fairchild at Triple Six Tattoos, 379 South Main Street in Wilkesbury. Stop in, get a piercing, a gift certificate for Valentine's Day to go along this craft beer and brownie selection everything going on uh, it's been a great show oh, wonderful to have you guys yeah. stop in and see Backyard Billy of course brunch is kicking right now yeah I'm heading for brunch right now yeah, as soon as the cab arrives can't beat it with a wooden <laughs> stick or lick him with a nine inch tongue thank you very much Sean thank you very much of course Dirty Derek we're all having a good time we're going to continue to have a good time and, and Ed, just ch- yeah, Ed. Ed. <laughs> I was going to get to the pole later <laughs> You didn't see me because I was diving in the dumpster. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, no one cannot see you with that shirt on. Come on. Oh, my God. Yeah. You lit up the room. I should have turned off the lights today. I'm glowing. Glowing the dolox right here on the beer king radio hour. That's all good. No, you're good times. And um, take care of your wicked bad self. Consider yourselves dealt with.